All right. Well, we're we're recording, so it's just we don't have uh if this is bold, we don't have the head, but it's fine. Uh welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast, a special TJ free episode um yeah. for your listening entertainment. Uh it is still clone of no wait, fourth of clone guy. Fourth of clone guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we watched uh Tom Cruise's Oblivion. Which we will be talking about, but since we don't have TJ here, and since I didn't, it's I'm coming down from my my mountain of watching ten films to watching no films this week, uh, <laughs> and the fact that Alec has been gracious enough to do uh, the Brett Goldstein uh, films to be buried with questionnaire to all other members of the cast, and he has not had a chance to answer the questions himself. I think we're going to open with with our very own Mr. Alec uh, answering those questions so uh without further ado and just to completely ape off brett goldstein uh alec you're dead <clears throat> how'd you how did how'd we go um <laughs> it was all you can eat buffalo chicken strip at the local denny's hey <laughs> do they have that <laughs> they used, used to, to. <laughs> oh fuck we, we used to go every monday night and eat like Ten plates of chicken strips, and then go watch Monday Night Raw. At our oh, did you? House. Did you movie pass it? Is that why they don't have it anymore, specifically because of you two? Alec is, Alec is partially the part of the reason that the Denny's Corporation no longer offers this delicious treat. <laughs> like every Monday, there's a spike in chicken tenders at our Eldersburg branch. Like, yeah, we can't keep up. Yeah, and then we knew the waitress, so like you weren't supposed—they weren't supposed to let you take like them home. Like you had to eat them there, and then they would just like scoop up your plate at the end. But she was the younger sister of somebody that we went to school with, and she would just load us up and like load us to go containers. So we would take like five pounds of uh chicken tenders, buffalo chicken tendies home, <laughs> or just leave them in our car till the next day till the, so the sauce soaked through really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, back, when my stomach really... could take, back when my stomach could take anything. Those, those, Denny's there's something about those, yeah, cheap buffalo tendies. I don't know oh. if it's it, like just the regular ones, like no thanks, but like just slather them in that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that cheap, that cheap, like, uh, oh, whatever, whatever that kind of sauce, almost like Frank's buffalo sauce. It was like margarine and orange paint, but it was delicious. Yes. It was delicious. Did you guys have, uh, Bill Bateman's around you when you were growing up? Who's Bill you know Bateman? what that was? It was a. It, it was a like. They, okay, so you did have. Yeah, that. I think yeah, we put well that there. out of business with those fucking chicken wing, like all you can eat nights. Yeah, they had. They weren't super close to us. It was a bit of a drive, but they were around. It was in. I think the nearest was what Towson. Towson was the one I always went to. Yeah. There was one in Westminster or like a. Reister's Town. Mm. Up by that comic book store, kind of toward the end of 140, if you know. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like on your way to yeah. Owens Mills the long it, way. It might still be there. That if the Batemans is still around. The one in Towson, I'm pretty sure, is still there. Yeah, was that was that just a hyper local chain? Well, I yeah, think it was, was just like, like the, a couple of them. Yeah, and then they expanded and then they just kind of fell into the shit. Like, they ended up getting one in Severna Park. There's one in Glen Burnie, which is like the fucking portent of all doom when you open a restaurant there. Um, is there any, there's, there's some, there's some, there's some GB restaurants I like, but now I can't think of them off the top of my head. That's strictly GB? 
Strictly GB. I think it was like a Korean spot. Doesn't matter. No, that's, okay. oh no, I know exactly what it is. My fa- my favorite Jamaican food comes from it's only in Glen Burnie. Uh, Judy's Where? Island Grill Two in oh, Glen shit. Burnie. Shout out. Is that place still open? It is. It still Holy takes two fuck. hours to get your food, but bro, that place five... didn't look like it was open the week they opened it. <laughs> that place fucking rules. I'm fiending for a jerk uh, roti right now. But anyway, Alex Parm. Alex dead. He's dead from okay. chicken, and that we're not surprised. We are sad though, but. You're in heaven now. Well, we, 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 we all, before we go on, who has the saddest death? Who are we the most sad about? Because I think in Alec, it's in one of you two. Like, I think oh, I'd be the saddest we, about. Who are we as a group the most sad about? Yeah. That's probably Alec, I would think. Yeah. It's, like, as a group. The, he's, the yeah. Emotional, he's the emotional heart of the show. <laughs> oh. <sighs> with the brains, the balls, the dick, the heart. <laughs> All the important stuff. <laughs> all the important ones. All the stuff you you know you don't want to trade away, um, and you can't live without. Uh, so with that, you're 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 in the afterlife, and we got to know, my friend, what was the first film you ever saw? Uh, the first movie I can remember ever seeing. And I only know it was before a couple other ones because I saw it in Massachusetts when I was a kid. The first one I can remember seeing was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Nice. I remember seeing that in a theater with my aunt and uncle when I was uh, a wee lad. Um, and that movie was a banger then. And we rewatched it, and it's still a banger. Yeah, holds up. What year was that? 88? Like, I'm sure I saw movies before then, like, at but that's home the on one TV that's... or something, but that's the one that, like, sticks out to me as the first movie that I remember, like, going to a theater and, like, actually, like, seeing on a big screen. Yeah. Like, and I it was Massachusetts, imagine. so both your uncle and aunt were both named Pat in some way, right? Oh, my godmother's named Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, who, who, I'm pretty sure it was Who Frayed Roger Rabbit. But that movie fucking fly up. That's a good one. That is a, that's an excellent, that's an excellent way. Yeah, start, to start on a high bar. Yeah, you started on, you started on a, uh, you really started a peak to end up on this podcast. So well done. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've dragged him down a lot. Yeah, we've taken him, we've taken a lot of wind out of them sails. <laughs> Maybe that's why I haven't watched so many classics because I started off so high. Yeah, I was like, oh, Citizen Kane. How's this gonna compare to Roger Rabbit? No, nah, you're chasing that Roger Rabbit habit dragon. Like, there's no I still, way. Like, I'll never forget when you started doing the show with us, and we'd watch some thoroughly average movie. Like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but now we know why. That's right. His, yeah. his frame of reference was impeccably high. <laughs> All right. Um. Next up, what fi- what was the film that scared you the most, and do you like being scared? I don't like I've come around on horror to an extent. Um, I guess I don't mind suspense more than horror, but mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm scared of real life shit. I don't need to be scared of movies, too. Can I, can I ask a, a, a relevant question? Because I find this fascinating about you specifically. 
is like, I know you don't love horror movies and you don't like being scared, but you like love apocalypse movies, which are like kind of horrific. So like, what is it about those that like you love versus just like a regular horror movie? Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's like the fact that it's all consuming and there's no like, like everybody's in it. It's not like okay. somebody got picked out and is being like hunted or there's oh a serial killer. Like we're all in this together. Like this is yeah, just it's a, it's like, a very like, egalitarian. Yeah, like, yeah, like in that uh that Australian movie. Like everybody's dead. Like there's yeah. no there's no coming back from that. But equally, everybody's dead. Like nobody nobody was singled out. Nobody was like hunted down. It's like oh, you're all fucked. It's a great leveler, basically. Yeah, you'd think that, but it still wouldn't be. No, it still wouldn't be because that's how that's how people would still is. be praying. People would still be praying on other people. Yeah. Yep. Because we're the worst. But, but what awesome. movie? What movie did scare you the most? You know, I don't know if I can pick one. I'm gonna say just the Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Like whichever one of those I saw first, like scared the absolute piss out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it was just on TV and my dad was watching it and I just happened to come in the room and it scared the shit out of me like forever. Um, Freddy Krueger is terrifying. He is. Did um, you watch movies with your folks regularly? Cause that's not something I ever really did. Uh, sometimes I would cause like we had a VHS player. Like my dad for a long time was very like cutting edge. Almost, he was too cutting edge because he bought a laser disc player. <laughs> oh, and that, wow. shit, that shit didn't work out. He was like a venture capitalist for home media. Yeah. But like, when cable, as soon as cable was like a thing, we had cable. When satellite TV was a thing, we had satellite TV. Did you have um, the old Steve satellite where like you got like fucking broadcast from like Tunisia and shit, like the big satellite? No, it was just like direct TV. Okay. But whatever, like that came around. And, like, oh yeah. So when then, like you couldn't. When uh, Nintendo came out, like he got a Nintendo like right away, ah. which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but now I don't remember watching a lot of movies with them. Like sometimes we would, but like they had their like nice setup downstairs with the uh, TV and the couches and shit. And then up in their bedroom, they had like a 13 inch, sometimes black and white, sometimes color like broadcast TV that I'd watch X Files on. Nice. On Sunday nights, when, uh, <laughs> when Dad would want to watch whatever sports were on TV. Um, yeah, uh, but Nightmare Kruger. on the Street, think pretty, pretty Kruger. Yeah, the guys. I mean, <laughs> it's all it's, it's it's a horrifying concept to be hunted down in your dreams. Yeah, oh. it's, it happens to me every night. It's, <laughs> it's always terrifying. Mm, just cobras. Um, what film? made you cry the most and are you a crier as a crier i'm asking this question yes i cry all the fucking time i have to hide it i have to hide it from stacy because i'll cry at this stupidest shit i'll be like i gotta pee it's like oh my allergies are kicking up oh this theater oh, so many dust mites yeah how many drinks do you gotta go get yeah it's just going off i'm getting misty um a uh, movie that made me cry the most. I I don't know, man. Like stuff like uh, an Incredible Journey. Mm-hmm. What's that? Like don't with the, the, the animals had to get home. Dogs where they talk during the movie. Almost they like 
look who's talking during the movie, but they get like lost across oh. country. Um, I remember crying a lot at that, even though it has a happy ending. It's still sad. Oh, dude, uh, are you? I have a question. Are you a? Are you? A, the joy is overwhelming. Crier, because that happens to me too. I'll just put it on Front Street. Like stuff will be oh, so yeah. happy and nice. I'll be like, oh, this is lovely. Yeah, that'll happen too. Um, I mean, I cry a lot. Like I cried for probably half of the last Guardians movie. I was crying. I still haven't seen that. I'm so scared of seeing that. <laughs> I was crying. I was crying. Like anything to do with Rocket during that movie, like I was like bawling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it doesn't take much. Um, as far as one, it's hard to pick one. Ah. Uh, are you like a sports movie crier? Are you like a Remember the Titans guy? Like, or not? I do. Really? I love Remember the Titans. That one doesn't yeah. make me cry. That one's just awesome. That one's just like, <laughs> that's like honestly one of the best sports movies. It's up there. Um, yeah, it's hard to pick one for crying. I guess I'll say like an incredible, like an incredible journey or shit like Milo and Otis. Little, but some, something in that vein. Like something that with like cute little, cute little animals that are in peril. I mean, by the same token, like Rocket Raccoon is sort of there adjacent, except he's armed and a little more sentient. Yeah, I mean, honestly, time-wise from the movie, I might have cried more during Guardians 3 than any other movie, just because I was waiting for someone to die. Mm. I was like, the whole time, I was like, what's going to happen? Who's going to get it? It just, like, building in anticipation. Mm. Um, so yeah, let's say Guardians 3, then. For, right. for time... Time cried versus time not cried during the film. <laughs> total time, total time <laughs> cried. Guardians three. What? What is a terrible? This is a good. I love this question. What is a terrible film? When I hit the ground, my feet went out. Oh no! You're right. No, I'm fine. I'm in the pool. I fell when I got in. <laughs> I love. I love that you do pool casts. I love it <laughs> so much. You're doing this right. But what? What is a terrible film that you love? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. One hundred. <laughs> Sorry, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is, is that's a good one. Um, a Knight's Tale. Yep. Oh, that like, shit is bad. That movie is not good, but <laughs> if it's on, I'm watching the whole thing every time. Like, I Hell love yeah. that movie. Like, <laughs> the stupid premise of like. Rock and roll jousting in 12th century France. It's fucking I feel anachronistic like, as shit. That's one of those movies that's been threatened since we've been doing this show. Like, I feel like it's been just like on the horizon forever. Yeah, I mean, maybe a birthday pick or something at some point. If I can't think, of, if something good has come out that I haven't seen, it's gonna be. I mean, I can. I, I'll put. I'll put it on front. Sheet. It's gonna be an eight plus for me when when we see it. If it ever happens, like it's already gonna be. Oh, I can, see the, I can see. I can see the lines drawn on the sand already. It's gonna be. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if TJ has seen it. How could he have not seen it? It's, uh, yeah, but I, I feel like I, I think it's a very I, missable movie. Oh, actually, I figure by now it's sort of entered the the cultural zeitgeist as just like a. As a polarizing film, like he's got to weigh in one way or the other, but maybe. Yeah, but now you don't just see stuff on accident. That's true. Like you're not just like flipping through channels, and like what's this and get sucked in. Also, you wasn't start... it, 
in the middle of like a bunch of medieval movies in that era like didn't wasn't that like a pretty big trope for a while around I feel like yeah it came out like right after like Shakespeare and Love and stuff like that Mm, like those like British period pieces your 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 teen heartthrobbies and and you just decided to make it old English rest in peace Heath Ledger yeah (laughs) R.I.P. um okay what is Apparently, the film? So the scene in that movie with uh, where Paul well, Paul Benny plays Jeffrey Chaucer, and he's tremendous. <laughs> well, the scene where where he gives uh, Heath Ledger the huge like intro, and the crowd doesn't say anything, like they're just dead silent afterwards. And then uh, Robert Baratheon has to get him going. Apparently, the crowd didn't speak any English; they were all like French or Croatian or something, so they had no clue that that was the cue <laughs> for them to go nuts <laughs> until. Mark Addy was like, yeah! yeah. They all started going. They all started. They're like, oh, that's the cue. They all started cheering. And he does, he does that classic move where he kind of like puts like cups his hand off to the side to make it sound like, you know, something. Yeah, like he's throwing his voice. We need more I air. say we yeah. let him go. Yeah. He's like, yes, that's tight. And what's in, um, Steve the Pirate's fun in it? I can never remember his name, but it's. Yeah, oh, Mark oh. or Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Because you punch like a girl. Um, what's a film you once loved, but watching it recently, you realize it's terrible. What's your crawl, Alec? My crawl? Um. Oh, man. Not crawl. Mm. I I never had any love for crawl. Well, no. Um, a movie that I love. Or are you blessed enough to have always had good taste? No, there's definitely been some revisit. Uh, Ace Ventura. Oh, interesting. I haven't watched that in a long time. Ace Ventura was, uh, used to be tremendous. And we watched it maybe a year ago, six months ago, and it is not, it's not that funny and it is horribly offensive like, to the trans community. To tag up but, on that, we're, we're all still banging Sean Young with the backwards penis, right? 100%. Like I know 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, the movie loses that, the whole scene because he'll be like, "Oh, okay, Einhorn is fine, whatever." But like now that I think about it, like, what is there ever any explanation as to why they just put it back there? Like, what? How did that work? Or am I misremembering that scene? Why they put what back there? Didn't they like attach his his or her D and B to like the top of her butt or something? She or tucked, like, am I totally? It. Oh, they she, tucked. It. I for some reason thought it. they like moved it to the back. Like all oh, the way no. to the bit, like reattach. Okay, never mind. No, 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 no. She was just okay. talking. Gotcha. But it was uh, so you know the <laughs> so you know the 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 right wing would be very upset and Target would be able to sell clothes. So that's the that's where we're at. No Ace Ventura merchant Target. Mm-mm. No, it's like a goodbye horses situation. <laughs> so Ace Ventura, good, good, good call on Ace Ventura. Uh, I haven't we I haven't watched either of those in a very long time. Um, well, his other movies, his other movies from, his other movies from that, like, uh, Rio, The Mask, mm-hmm. I still think holds up. I think that's really fun. And, uh, Dumb and Dumber. There's a few jokes that you kind of have to drop, but overall, that's still, uh, that's still really good. But Ace Dumb Ventura Dumb. just didn't, he's, didn't do it. He's so over the top in Ace Ventura, right? Like, I feel like that might yeah. wear yes. a little thin too. Though he's very over the top in the mask, but I guess that's, that's I never liked the mask. I'll put it on front street. Um, 
What's a film that means the most to you, not because of the film itself, but because of the memories you have of it? That's a lovely question. Brett Goldstein's good at this. Um, the uh, pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Mm. I watched that movie like four or five times in the theaters. Um, because it came out right when mom got sick. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going and watching it. Uh, and it's hilarious and it makes me think of her. And now whenever I have bad days, it's one of the bad day movies that, uh, Stacy puts on for me when I get home yeah. to watch pop star and ask any coconut. Yeah. <laughs> the higher you are, the harder you fall. <laughs> uh, what pop star and hot rod and sometimes, uh, Beavis and butthead. And just like an absolute, like a great movie, but an absolute just insane soundtrack on Popstar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, those songs are legit bangers. Like, oh, how are the hungry going to eat is fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walking through the forest like a retarded Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> but you could, like, like, you could have told me that that was literally a Tyler the Creator song. But like, okay. Oh, yeah, that tracks. Not like, it doesn't have any dried cum in it, but, but I was, I, I was joking. Oh, was I? <laughs> that whole scene fucking kills me. <laughs> oh, oh, what a lovely, what a lovely film. Shout out to Lonely Island. Um, hell yeah. It's some like, I hope they keep making movies, but they have like no return on their budgets. At some point, they're going to stop giving them money to make movies. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Well, I don't know. I guess they do a lot of like writing and directing for other shit too that's fairly successful. Weren't they big in the Lego movies? Didn't they write the did they write the soundtracks to the Lego movies? Or am I thinking of the They wrote the, the theme guys? song, I think. I think they did everything is awesome. They did yeah. at least a version of it. Yeah, I think that's I don't think they wrote the whole soundtrack, but they definitely did the theme song for it. Well I know Jorma I know Jorma and um and uh Akiva, they write all, they're like prolific, right? Like, right. They, their names show up on a lot of funny shit. So yes, they are. And they do a lot of TV stuff too. Yeah, they're fucking talented dudes. Mm-hmm. Here's a good question: What is the sexiest film? Ooh, hmm. sexiest film. And why is it Flashdance? <laughs> Why is it Ace Ventura? <laughs> <It's> Ace Ventura. <laughs> um, hmm. that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I find whole very many whole films very sexy. Like I can think of sexy scene, hmm. like that first scene from The Counselor. Oh, yeah, that's a hot scene. It went on a little long. What's a hot scene? Like. But there aren't, I don't, there aren't movies that like I really feel that way about from beginning to end. I don't know. Did you watch uh, LA Confidential with us, Alec? Sexy. Yeah, I did. That was a good. Uh, that was a good one. You ever <laughs> seen Star Dolls? <laughs> no. <laughs> Check out Star Dolls. Don't. <laughs> or, no, or don't. Seriously, don't. That's not very good. <laughs> Is that the one where Sean Connery wears the red like unit? Yeah. Sean <laughs> Connery. It's 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 it's, uh, bad. it's it's bad in its own sexy way. 
Um, do we watched Sexy Beast, but I feel like that movie wasn't as sexy as advertised. No, for I think I think it's sexy. It. Yeah. it should be called Boring Beast. Yeah. You think at least two things wrong with that title? <laughs> Mm. Oh, they don't make a lot of they don't make a whole lot of like steamy movies anymore though like you know they don't make no. angel heart in nine and a half weeks it's just not like a profitable genre i don't think no yeah i mean what i mean what you get the the 50 shades of gray films and that's probably the last time they yeah. tried to foray into that and they made they made a mint i think on those things yeah. i don't know the matrix like does that count i mean it's like it's i guess for a certain leather erotic. yeah yeah it's pretty sexy well i mean yeah. this this dovetails nicely in the next question which is uh, what's a film that isn't supposed to be sexy, but you found yourself turned on by? Space that's Jam. a much more. That's a much more. Uh, Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam. It's, it's, yeah, Lola Bunny. Um, no. Who Frey Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's. I mean I think there's a whole generation that have. Uh, have some stuff imprinted in our brains that we shouldn't well, have. But. Well, it probably has to do with the fact that none of us, I mean, are like dime pieces. So it's like if we're funny enough, maybe. Right. You know, oh, you, oh, you, oh, I never thought yeah, of that. Like it sets a bar of like hope. Like yeah, you, you can you can laugh your you can giggle your way into <laughs> yep. disproportionate. Look, 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 look what Roger Rabbit got. Like, Literally a structurally the only unstable laid. woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she just drawn that way. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, Alec, what film do you most relate to? See, this is a this is a question. I don't. <laughs> this is a question that yeah. I that I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know. I know we talked about it before, but I think like I remember the Titans or like an underdog sports film feels like. A movie that I would sort of associate with you. I I feel like a Spider Man movie, like something of that ilk. Hmm. Interesting. Like, like, like something hard, about like, like the average gold, guy standing up for people. You know a what I mean? That underdog of... story. Yeah, like that sort of. That's yeah. Yeah. A defender of people. A hero. Yeah. A heroic something. Okay. How about falling down? <laughs> <laughs> For all wow! The <laughs> I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Oh yeah, you probably. I saw that movie like I think that was was that widely released or was that just like an HBO? Oh, it was no, it, it was it was wildly released. The shot at Gonzo. No, not falling down. Um. Like, I don't know, I'll, you know, like, if if you gave me that question about gods, like, even though it'd be easy to say, like, uh, Big Trouble Little Time or something, I would say something like Love Actually. Like, that's the kind of thing I think of with gods. Yeah, I'm a big old sap, but I love that movie. <laughs> it's, fun, it's a fun little movie. Yeah, it is. But yeah, that's my, if I had, if I had to pick some, some themes... For for you, I think it would be someone. It would be something with a I, I, a moral, a strong moral compass, you know, and a defender I, of the defenseless. I always when I think of Alec in movies, I always think of the Rocky series because it's like, did you ever see the big hit? Yeah, the, the Mark Mark movie. Remember when Bakeem Woodbine discovers jerking off at like thirty two years old? Yeah. And like, remember Alec got really into Rocky and he didn't see him until he was like thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. 
Yeah. Ah, yeah, there we go. I'll, I'll say Rocky. Rocky encompasses both of, uh, both of those themes you guys talked about. So I'll say, uh, minus being shredded like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. And it's a uh, love story. Like it's a very Rocky. sweet love story, the first one. And sort of the second one. Yeah. Don't tell me not to be a man. <laughs> love. Rocky II Burton. is a movie that I did not appreciate enough. Oh, Rocky II later rules. in life. I still have the first, the first one, Burt Young throws that whole last turn. Yeah, she fucking retarded. It's just like, <laughs> or he's trying to explain Southpaw to her. That movie's fucking adorable. Uh, it's good times. Um, what is objectively, I, I think I already know your answer to this question, <laughs> but what is objectively the greatest movie of all time? Objectively, it's, that could be Jaws. Right. Hell like, yeah. Gotta be. It is it, like it's got to be Jaws, right? It's not like if you want to say like I don't know non like non classics or non uh, movies that most people wouldn't think of. Mm-hmm. Like I maybe like uh, what's the third Star Trek movie? The new ones? Oh, Star Trek oh, Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. Beyond, yeah, something like that. That's a good movie. What's like, Alec? What's the best movie you saw with us? The what? The best movie you've seen with us since we started On the doing podcast this whole thing, or, or or just or in either in our civilian clothes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot like Jaws, Rocky. Uh, I watched Jaws. Yeah, the, the, the special Nate episode. Yeah, with Nate. Yeah. Um, I always think I think a lot about uh, my own private Idaho. It's a good yeah, movie. Fucking rules. Like that movie slaps. Um, Dog Day Afternoon. Oh yeah. Like, and that's the thing, right? Objectively, there is no best movie. Like, right. There's a hundred of them. Except for beyond that, there's or less. Mm. <laughs> beyond that, there's like a hundred more. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but I'll say Jaws. Jaws is a good pick. So it's the top tier pick. S tier. Um. What's the film you've watched the most? Uh, it's probably either Popstar or uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. Banger. I've seen The Fellowship of the Ring a lot of times. That movie's so good. <laughs> but I've also seen Popstar a lot of times. So I don't know. So it's got to be one of those two, though. Pretty, those are pretty good, pretty good choices. Although, I don't know, I might, we might have a competitor creeping up because me and my beautiful wife have watched, uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe like six times a year so far. That movie is so fucking funny. I still need to see it. You do need to see it because it's tremendous. At some point, that might overtake everything because whenever we have a day off work together, we get high, we watch Beavis and Butthead and the movies. The the bit where they explain white privilege to them at that college class and then the cops Uh, get them and it's like, hey, don't you know we have white privilege? (laughs) It's so so good. If I can make a request, the next time you guys plan this, if it's a planned thing, I will take off work and come join you for all the festivities. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Come get high and watch me. Oh my god, I can't think. I genuinely can't think of a better. I can't. That sounds like just a magical <laughs> afternoon. Um. Oh, oh, this will be a good one. I, I think I have thoughts. I might have. I, I would like to me and Sean to answer this before you do because I think, I think it has happened on this show. What is the oh, worst god. film you've ever seen? I'm going to say it's Dog Tooth. 
uh, bicentennial man. Um, hmm. the worst movie I've ever seen. Dog Tooth was pretty bad. Bicentennial Man was like bad, but that's just I, I feel like that was just like bad. Dog Tooth like was bad. It made me feel bad about being like a person because <laughs> the people in that movie made me feel bad about how people like nobody should be around doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Dogs, I know as a matter uh, of fact, Dog Tooth is not the worst movie you've ever seen because you and I watched the Point Break remake. Oh, I, I'm well aware of the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen. That's not that's not what I'm. Oh, that okay. The question. Oh, I, I thought the, you were answering. answering for Alec. No, no, oh, no. okay. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. That was okay. my prediction. No, no, no. Oh, I thought. The worst oh, okay. ever seen is the Point oh, yeah, break. no, it's Dog Tooth. I I always think of picking that movie and like every time I I, I think of a movie that's even in the neighborhood of Dog Tooth, I'm like, oh, Alec's gonna hate this. Yeah, like, we. <laughs> We betrayed our friendship. Although there was one that I picked not that long ago that I thought was in like a similar vein that I thought Alec you were gonna hate, but you ended up like either like finding it like middling or like not bad. And I can't remember what it was, but it was something. Oh, I know what you're talking. I can't remember what it was either, but I remember you just, like well, Alec gave it a five. That's like a ten as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, I can't remember what, what it was. Because I remember having the discussion about like this is gonna be Alex gonna drag this thing through the mud. And he came in like right in the middle, like ha. Huh. Okay. Was it only God forgives? It might have been. That yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. God, that was like a year and a half ago now. Yeah. God damn. Man. <laughs> um. All right. Last yeah, I'll, one. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll okay. say dog. I'll say dog tooth. Um. I'm sure if I really went through and looked at like movie lists, like there's some like stupid horror movies that. I could probably throw up there, but they're barely real movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll say Dog Tooth. That movie, I did did not care for it. <laughs> did not do it. All right, la- last question, but we might just throw in a, an extra just because I'm curious. What's the film that made you laugh out loud the most? Man, that's tough. That's I have a, tougher I have a than, guess. Like, that's actually. tougher than scared. That's tougher than cried. Um. I'm my guess for you. I have two guesses for you. I, I can say uh, before we go into it, there's is it two Pop times Star? when I've been with you. Well, there's two times I've been with Alec in a theater where I think both of us couldn't breathe from we were laughing so much. I don't know if this is the most you've ever laughed, but it's probably the most I've laughed with you in the theater. And that was like, and I feel it was like within two months of each other. And it was Super Troopers and Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Yeah, those were two of the uh, two of the ones I was going to mention. Those are two. Like, especially Super Troopers. Like, I don't know that I've, the first time I saw that, I don't know that I've ever laughed so hard at anything in my life. And the people in the theater were looking at me and Goggs like we were insane, including our friends we went with. <laughs> like, we were crazy people because <laughs> we were laughing so hard. Um, I like I almost passed out. It was so funny. But then, yeah, Kung Pao didn't come out that much later and like the same, I felt the same thing like that movie. Oh, there you go. That's the movie I'll say that doesn't hold up. Cause I watched, uh, I tried watching that a couple of months ago and it was not good. Oh, that's too bad. Um, but man, the first time watching those and also pop, pop, pop star. The first time I saw pop star in the theater, like it's like almost on the ground laughing. That's a funny uh, movie. It is a funny movie. Um, 
it's got to be one of those. Like, unless there's something else that like sneaks in that I can, that I'm not thinking of. It's got to be one of those three. I'm going to say Super Troopers. Cause that was the first, that was, I saw that before Kung Pao. Cause I remember they both came out like a month apart or something like that. They were close. And we saw Super Troopers. We drove, they were, it was in College Park because we were down there either to visit you for that. You might have got like promotional streaming passes or something for it. <laughs> Yeah, we I think down, like, yeah, we don't really. We went down easily. to that uh, to that weird little theater in Greenbelt that was right oh, yeah. like a block from your apartment. It was like behind the Beltway Plaza Mall. Yeah. Oh, and then this isn't one of his questions, but I'm curious, and I'd, I'd like to answer. What is your favorite movie of all time? I know you said objectively the best movie. We did that earlier, but what is? What would you say? It, or your top three? Because I know it's probably hard. Uh, it is hard. It's hard to pick. A favorite because there's so many good ones. Um, well, I got I got a question that about you, but it's for me and Gog, so maybe you can think about your answer while we ask this. How's that? Okay, okay, Gogs. I already know my answer, but what's a movie you put on either on the show or otherwise that you thought Alec would love, but he actually did not care for, or you were disappointed at his reaction? I hmm. Other than, well, no one liked Q the Winged Serpent, but we can't say that. Uh, <laughs> I I can't remember if I can't remember. If, did you pick Bronson or did I pick Bronson? One of you guys did. All right, I'm going to say I did for the purposes of this question. Okay. Because I was surprised at how much Alec did not like that movie. Yeah. How, what was mine, your what's your answer? Mine is Kevin Costner's Draft Day. Which is the movie I think we all liked more than he did. And I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a no brainer. Oh, like, yeah. And like, if I recall, I, Alec, you didn't like it up until the last, like the actual draft scene. Like you didn't even show yeah. about the movie up when to was, that point. When it was the last like 15 minutes and it was actually yeah. in the draft room and he was like wheeling and dealing, I got into that. Yeah. Was, but up until like, then, I was just like, ugh. I was like, oh, Alec loves Kevin Costner. Chadwick Boseman just passed away. He loves him. Like, it's a fucking sports movie. It's like a nerdy sports movie, too. Yeah, it's very inside. You know, it's yeah. in the money ball vein. Right. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> um, so, I'll, I mean, I'm going to have to say uh, for my favorites, Lord, like Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Like, that movie kind of changed the way I watch movies mm-hmm. because I've like, I didn't expect anything from it. I didn't want to go see it. I'm pretty sure you wanted to go see it. And I just tagged along cause it's a movie and I was like, whatever. And I remember coming out of that, like blown away. And you're like, yeah, the next one comes out next year. And I was like, next one. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, and that was awesome. Uh, Man, there's so many I could just throw up there because I just, just, just really off. enjoy them. Just, just, um, just rattle some off. Who cares? Star Trek, the first Kelvin one with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that movie is absolutely tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, like, I don't know, like, everybody, everybody could say, like, oh, Jaws, uh, The Godfather. Like, obviously, those are great. Um, the Accountant. I think The Accountant's like a perfect movie. Trick mm-hmm. uh, Rogue One. Rogue One is outstanding. Banger. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, like those are some of my favorite movies 
ever. Like it's so it's so hard to pick one. Like Thor Ragnarok, like that movie encapsulates everything I love about movies. It's funny. It's weird sense of humor. It's got a lot of action. It's got a heart. Um, shit, what we do in the shadows? That's like great. I do love that movie. Yeah, the new show, the new season of the show just started airing. And I'm like, God, this stuff is just so perfect. It's so funny. <laughs> Don't um, into that. Do you think Taika Waititi is your favorite director? I would say, yeah. I like everything he's done. There's one movie I haven't seen of his called Boy that I think is on my Hulu to watch, but I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Mm-hmm. For a while, I probably would have said Matthew Vaughn, but I don't know that he's done anything lately. Mm-hmm. Or Matthew just a bunch of Kingsman sequels. Yeah, he's the Kingsman in the first class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew Vaughn and, yeah. and Layer Cake. Yeah, Stardust. Layer Cake. Stardust. Stardust. That's another movie I know you that's, love. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like You've been going on about Stardust, I think, since I've known you. I think you're the so one actually convinced good. me to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, same. It's, it's the re- Alex, the reason I watch Stardust. It's so good. And like, Matt, like, I would have said probably Matthew Vaughn for a long time, but I don't know. I didn't see the newest, The King's Man, and I thought the second Kingsman was just okay. The King's Man is not good. good. I'll be honest with you. It's, ter- it's not, it's not what the first two were. We watched Hunt for the Wilder People on the show, right? Yeah. Okay. And that movie is outstanding. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, um, and we watched Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sad banger. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sad banger. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, yeah. well, with that, we've all learned a little bit more about the heart and soul of the show, Mr. Mm-hmm. Alec. And uh, like I was saying, I didn't watch anything this week, but I know Alec watched four things, so we can just keep oh the God. party going if you want to just rip through what you watched. <laughs> Sean, did you watch anything? I watched one thing. Okay. Alec, you want to take a breath and let Sean talk about the one thing he watched? Then we'll go back to yeah, him. Yeah, we'll about- Sean, go, go ahead. Then we'll. Okay. Then we'll I watched back. Stranger Things season three, and man, is it bad. Is like, it-, it. Alec, did you watch the show or no? I did not watch the most recent season. I don't know if three is the last one I watched or not. Is that the one with the Russians? Yes. With the. the- with the, uh, ner- the the nerdy one who gets shot like at the carnival. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that I think that's the last season that that's the last season that I watched. Yeah. And I did not think it was as good as the first two. No, it's just like like the whole like I mean, it's a kind of like nostalgic 80s horror thing. So it's like kind of silly to begin with, but it just goes like it, it, this happens sometimes in shows, but never so dramatic as I've seen in this, where it seems like all the characters had like massive personality changes. Like they all got lobotomized between seasons. Like, mm. um, what's, oh, I can't ever think of his name, Hellboy, uh, uh, the Red Guardian. What Harbor. The fuck is his? David, David Harbour. In the yeah. first, Harbour, in the first two seasons, he's like this very capable, I mean, he's got some baggage, but like, like, he's not, like, a goofball, but in the third season, like, he's just become this, like, slapstick idiot. Winona Ryder has, like, just become another, like, incredibly shrill goofball. And there's this, there's a plot where the Russians have a secret base under the mall, but it's infiltrated by children. And, like, it's just really, really bad. And uh I don't know if it, there was some kind of writer's issue. Did they have a... 
That wasn't no. The last writer strike was way before that. I don't know. It's just like I don't know if they just ran out of gas after the because the first two seasons are like not dissimilar. And I then never, it, only watched ever watched the first season. Yeah, I mean you're not missing much. And it has that problem with shows that have continuity with children actors in them where they grow up way too fast. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know how long it took between all the seasons, but they all look like they're dressed like Stuart from Mad TV, like a grown <laughs> adult in like little kids' clothes. And it's just like, well, we already picked the wardrobe, we ain't changing it. So they they all look like child predators and children at the same time. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, like it's it's just not good. And like they still don't know what to do with the kids and like you know, it's it, it feels like oh, Battlestar Galactica wasn't as bad for this, but it feels like they had like uh, a definite ending in mind. And they're like, this is making too much money. You got to keep making them. It's like, well, we don't have any ideas. And it's like, well, you just throw something together. Nobody gives a shit. Although <laughs> Maya Hawke looks like and I know that her parents are obviously Uma Thurman, and Ethan Hawke, but I've never seen a child look so much like an exact combination of their two parents before in my life. Like, it's like they look, it, she looks like literally like you just took all the best parts of both of them and put them in one person. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like you put like AI put her together, basically. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, like, you know, where the thing like, oh, what will our kids look like? It, that's what it looks like. It, it's it's uncanny. But, yeah, I, I'm going to watch the rest of it just because I watched the first three seasons. But Outlook, not so good. Mm. Well, I mean, speaking of was it the last writer strike from the midst of writer strike is a bit of a timestamp here. Isn't that the the last writer strike? Is that what truncated and like basically put a pin in heroes, right? Like it made like the, the six episode heroes season that was just trash. Yeah, and and that was when they made that Transformers movie without a script. Oh, was that the I second think one? Yeah, that's the one. God's like when at Cross Street or Nick, we're at Nick's or something. Oh, however many years ago that was. And he was explaining the plot to me and TJ, and I was, like, fucking crying. And he's, like, in all seriousness, explaining the plot. And I think I went and saw it later that night. And I fell asleep somehow, even though it's, like, the loudest fucking movie I've ever been to in my life. Also, I was kind of talking to TJ Analog that, like, if this writers and actors strike, like, if it puts the pin in, like, the MCU and Star Wars and DC and all that shit for a while, and maybe they recalibrate, like, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I saw... The, the pictures from Deadpool three and it's like I'm not even remotely interested. So yeah. like I don't maybe that's just me, but maybe like it, they need to they need to like I'm sure the uh, I think I told TJ like I'm sure the Ballad of Sabalba or whatever the next show was gonna be was gonna be great, but like I'm just I just I need a break. And apparently they they Batgirled Echo. They like shot a whole Echo TV show and they're just gonna shit can it probably for tax reasons. Ugh. They said Disney Plus is losing a billion dollars a year, and that's why they had to blow out everybody to ESPN. Wow, that's well, why we don't have we don't have Jalen Rose no more because of fucking Secret Avengers. So thanks, Jalen Rose in one of my favorite uh, Sports Center commercials of all time. Yeah, Jalen Rose is the gem. Eighty one. Yeah. Um. So Alec, what what did you watch? So I watched four movies. Four movies. Three of which are a trilogy. One oh, of wow. which is a standalone. Uh, we'll talk about the standalone first. I need to get to my phone real quick to get the title right because it's a very long title. Um, we found it on Paramount Plus. Okay. 
which is like low key, maybe the best streaming streaming service out there. I feel like you said Beavis screaming service, which uh, like good, I love. It is a good screaming <laughs> service as well. So the movie's called 15 Things You Didn't Know About Bigfoot, comma, <laughs> or yeah, comma, number one will blow your mind, or parentheses, <laughs> number one will blow your mind. That's a crazy title. Yeah. It's this like funny, it's not found footage really, um, but it's like a mockumentary about uh this guy works for a company called compound which is obviously vice like vice oh. news and yeah. he gets sent all over the place and like the font for the compound is the same as the vice font it's, it's vice it's vice um and he gets sent ends up getting like these worse and worse gigs like he gets sent to test to like go to this brewery and like check out this brewery with these old like uh brewing techniques and see how good it is but it's like in the middle of like the Ukraine, like during the war and uh, stuff like that. Um, he gets sent him and his uh, video partner get sent to Appalachia because there are Bigfoot sightings and they go to hunt for Bigfoot with the uh, most famous cryptozoologist. In uh, in the land, who filmed a famous Bigfoot video so many years ago? Um, that's really all there is to it. Like it's all shot on like phones and cameras. Uh, it's them like hunting around for Bigfoot. It's so fucking funny. Is there anyone in it that we would know? Nope. Nice. Uh, the closest thing to a cameo is there's a photoshopped picture of Justin Trudeau in it. In blackface? No. He's, he's his normal self. While they're getting, while they're getting, going to the plane to fly to, uh, I think it's Georgia. The state or the country? The state. The hunt for Bigfoot. They run into a rapper and his entourage who is filming a, uh, another show for them, which is, I guess supposed to be like that, uh, well, Action Bronson had that shit, like, fuck that's delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's supposed to be like that, like this fat rapper, and he's just, like, eating food everywhere and, like, spilling all over the place. Um, but then it turns out he got a very important political show for Vice, too, so he's interviewing the, uh, Prime Minister of Canada. That's the movie's really funny, and it's only 84 minutes long. I was about to ask and, how like, long is it? I'm not, I'm not doing it justice. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, we both thought it was really good. And you can't beat the time. No. Um, can't beat that with a stick. Um, the other movies that I watched, I watched all three Indiana Jones movies. Hell yeah. All three of the five. All, all three, three that matter. You heard me. <laughs> um, I, had not seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, like all of it, at least ever? in one sitting, ever. And there were definitely parts I didn't see, period. Um, That's wild to me. But that movie slaps. All three of those movies slap. Uh, I remember I watched The Last Crusade a bunch as a kid. I thought that movie was the best. And I like, still enjoyed might, it a lot. This might be an unpopular take, but I, I kind of think Last Crusade is my favorite one. I, Last I Crusade is objectively the best movie, but I am 
I'm I'm gonna be Temple of Doom till I die. Uh, you and Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last Crusade's also the goofiest one. Um but I love it. I think that him and Sean Connery's chemistry is absolutely incredible. It's very um, good. They work really well together. But uh, all three of those movies are like they show why Harrison Ford was a star and Steven Spielberg was the biggest filmmaker on earth. And yeah, the two of them together just make magic. Like Harrison Ford, when he gives a shit and is trying, is absolutely phenomenal. And he still is when he gives a shit and is trying because he's really good in that show Shrinking that's on Apple TV. He's really funny. He's great in Blade Runner, the new one. Oh, that was only a few years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like in his 80s now, still yeah. making Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. I saw some meme. It's like the idea of a professor, an 80 year old professor that won't retire is actually the most realistic thing about these films. <laughs> <laughs> um, Junior, You were named for the dog. Yeah. Love that dog. He was a good dog. I, also, I, that's the best cold opening in the three of them. Like, I mean, oh, I love the cold opening in Temple of Doom, but when he goes the, for that punt, that that take on the punch, and then it goes right to Indy getting. Oh, the, bro, you lost today, kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Like that it. shit lives rent free in my head. I, yeah, and just River Phoenix. Yeah, was yeah. so good in that like two minutes as Indiana Jones. Yeah, one thousand percent. The uh, the scene that I will I will laugh out loud every time I see it, even though I see it coming to the day I die, is where Indy's talking to whatever Nazi he's dealing with. He's like, now. Marcus Marcus Brody knows every local custom. He knows everyone. He will blend in. He'll you'll never find him. He's got a two day head start. If anything, he's already got it. And then it just cuts to him going, "Hello, does anyone speak English?" <laughs> His arms around. You know what's funny about that cold open though? I just thought of this. It's like normally, like I think we all hate it in movies where it's like, "Oh, that's how Wolverine got his jacket." But for some reason, him getting his hat like that works, and I don't, I can't explain to you why one works and one doesn't. Maybe just because the movie's better. Not only he gets his hat, he gets the bullwhip, and yeah. you learn how he gets the scar on his chin, which was just Harrison Ford's scar from I think a motorcycle accident or some such. But yeah. they worked it into canon. And his fear of snake. And his fear yeah. of snakes. It tells before yeah. that. Before that, he doesn't care. Yeah. Oh Not yeah. Sure. He's like, whatever. Like a minute before that. Yeah, he, he had to, he, once he got onto the carnival train and he landed in the snake pit, that's when things took a turn. Like, God. I forget, you know, because like, I've, I've also watched most of those movies recently, how violent the first two fucking movies are. Oh, like, the third, third one's still violent, but the first one's, like, incredibly violent. The first one's very violent, and, but, and Temple of Doom's, like, kind of a gross out movie. Like, yeah. there's some, there's some stuff that happens in Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. Shield monkey's brains. This is big surprise. Also, no time for love, Doctor Jones. Also, I love the fact that uh, Temple of Doom is a prequel. Oh yeah, you know what? I, for for years, I thought the line short round had is uh, you call him Doctor Jones. Duh, it's doll, doll. right? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was duh for the longest time. No, he calls he calls Winnie or Will, Willie whatever doll. <laughs> Willie. Yeah, doll. And then uh fun cameo, the guy who gets him on the plane is Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. 
Karen Allen's super hot in that first movie. No ticket. Yeah, God. Well, we can talk about India. We need an Indiana Jones month and just do three movies that matter and then none of the other ones. Um, so with that, I guess let's talk about Oblivion. Let's talk about a movie yeah. like nobody talks about. Did this come out the same year as Live, Die, Repeat? Like, or were they very close? I, I think a year or two earlier. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly. Um, another movie that like, Love him or hate him, Tom, Tom Cruise is a pretty good actor. Tom Cruise on the set of War of the Worlds, like I'm taking this hat. Callback. Um, what happens in Oblivion, God? So in Oblivion, uh, in Oblivion, we're introduced to um his name. Oh, okay, his name escapes me. I put it in the group text, but it's left now. We're going to call him Agent Forty Nine because that's what he is. His name's Jack. It's- Jack. Jack something. Jack. Jack Parker. Parker. Harper. Harper. Reacher. Yeah. It's it's nice. a Jack Reacher sequel. Nice. Ooh. Um. So you you find out there's a voiceover talks about how the world was destroyed and I mean I'm just gonna put it on front street shout out to set design and art on this movie, um because it made like like a subtle post apocalypse but then like you see so story goes these people came from beyond the stars. They destroyed our moon intentionally, and then that threw our world into chaos. So floods, uh, uh, earthquakes, like the whole place goes tits up. And, uh, as a result, like the earth, like the landscape of earth is just so dramatically different, but it's like it's a great looking movie it like is. overall. And there's little hints of like what earth was. And like, I think some of the wildest shit, especially with the art and the set design, was like when these crevices in the earth would open up and then the sidewalls of the cliffs are skyscrapers. And you're like, oh, the world flooded over and just silt overtook yeah. the land, which is horrifying conceptually. TJ uh, mentioned this. I don't know if he said it to you guys, but he said the aesthetic reminded him a lot of Mass Effect. And I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see that. It reminded me of Mass Effect and reminded me of – um oh, that game that came out where you're, uh, you're an Amazon delivery guy. Um, oh, uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Um, yeah. so, uh, Mandy from Mandy and, and Tom Cruise, uh, work in one sector to protect, uh, so these, the, the, the aliens showed up, they fucked everything up, they fucked up the moon. Uh, the humans had to nuke the planet to save the planet, but they lost it and that, but now all of humanity has moved to the, the moon of Titan and these two have been, memory wiped to kind of keep them on the straight and narrow, but they're going to eventually get put. Uh, there's a giant spaceship that protects the earth and it's loaded for bear with drones. And uh, it's here to, we're here to, we're, ju- we're just cleaning up. We're harvesting all of the world's water to make hydrogen fuel cells so that we can get the last of humanity to tighten. But there's still remnants of the, uh, the evil of the, the alien forces on earth. So we got to defend against that. So there's this group, these two people, Mandy and Tom Cruise, and their job is to protect these giant water absorbing, like sucking machines and just maintain drones. And they're just, they report back to home base every day and, you know, steady as she goes. Well, one day, uh, Tom Cruise is out there doing his thing and he's inter, he's, he's interact. He, he ends up with some interaction with some scavengers and they are, 
the scavenger aliens, he's like, oh, they weren't trying to kill me. They were trying to, he's out repairing drones. They were trying to capture me. Now he's a little curious about that. Then they intercept a signal and the signal's like, this is a signal off earth going to space. What the hell could that possibly mean? Why would these aliens, who are these aliens trying to radio? Like what, what's the story here? And then it causes a, a spaceship to crash to earth. And upon reaching the spaceship, he finds, I always get her name wrong, Olga something or other. Uh, the young lady from, uh, 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 what's the Bond movie? She's from, that, uh, Casino, Casino Royale and, uh, Hitman, Hitman. She's Hitman. She's in, um, Centurion, I believe. Uh, that the and, show with the guys with the backpacks. No, that show rules. No, the one with, um, <laughs> the Fassbender one about like the, the bloody one about the Romans that are like, more, oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like the picked warrior. Um, that movie rules. So he's like, oh, shit, I dream about you all the time. What the hell, damn guy? Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, he finds all these other humans. And while he's there, uh, the drone, one of the drones shows up and starts killing all these humans. Like, hey, this don't make a lick of sense. Uh, I better go tell Mandy about this. Also, I've made a beach house on a lake on this uninhabitable planet. And it's where I hang out and listen to records that I collect. Yeah, uh, like real quick, please do explain how that lake is there. Uh, I guess they haven't sucked it yet. I, uh, and maybe this, like, I don't know how you guys felt about it. Uh, like, this movie felt like up until, like, the last eh, 20 minutes, it felt like a video game where I skipped all the cutscenes. You know, like, it, it's like, I know they're trying to maintain the mystery, but, like, it feels like it's missing a lot. Well, it's also, or maybe that's just me. Some of it, it, I, in some cases, I don't know if it follows its own rules very well. Like, we'll get into it. Like, these drones are perfectly and unbelievably lethal. Like, there's no, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for the rationale for what, well, we'll get into it. So, um, well, uh, like, I, I was like, this, is this based on some, like, French comic book I'm unfamiliar with? Like, it, cause it feels like there's a lot of lore I'm missing. Yeah. So I looked it up, and it's based on an unproduced graphic novel written by the director of the movie. So he's like, I know what's going on in here, but I don't need to tell you. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, it's like, um, what's Pimps Don't Commit Suicide? Um, oh, uh, 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 fuck, Southland Tales. Oh, uh, Southland Tales. Anyway. Yeah. So, He's like, what the hell's going on? Like, why the hell would they bother? Why, why, why are the drones that are here to protect us, humanity, killing humans? This don't make a lick of sense. Uh, what the hell, damn guy? Also, I dream about this woman all the time. And then they get captured, uh, by the scavengers. And the scavengers are actually human freedom fighters who have been, who kind of, uh, pull the wool, I guess, off of his eyes and say, oh, by the by, We've been fighting this war for 50 years. Oh, I might, I gotta add one of the water sucker devices gets exploded by these aliens and that just makes home base a little more upset. Oh yeah. And shout out Google Dundleflex. Oh yeah. Google Dundleflex in this bitch. Um, so this guy's like, listen, everything you've been told is a lie. Uh, the, the big, your home base thing is the reason that the earth's like this. It destroyed the moon. We've been fighting it for 50 years. For 50 years, this thing has been sucking the water off of the planet, which has got to be bad, right, for business. Um, we need your help to defeat it. He's like, you're out of your fucking mind. Get me the fuck out of here. And he's like, all right, peace. Go take your, uh, go take your collapsible bike from your, uh, impossible, uh, bulbous rotor machine and go to the wasteland zone and see what you can find. And that's when Tom Cruise Finds Tom Cruise 
and Agent 52. And it's never really explained how many of Tom Cruise's are around, but you learn that Tom Cruise is a clone. And then you learn that uh, he was Olga, whatever her name is, his husband. And they were supposed to go to Titan to investigate the big sky uh, dreidel. And when it figured it out, uh, for some reason, it sucked in Mandy and Tom Cruise, but it let everyone else go from its tractor beam, which is sort of a weird scenario, but we won't. They didn't, it didn't let them go. They discharged it. Yeah. He separate, he did the, the old next generation saucer separation. Yeah. But wouldn't it still suck it in though? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. They might've just thought it was junk. So it didn't, yeah. I don't know. There's no life signs. Yeah. So, right. um, so, was uh was I the only one when he was putting around on the, that electric dirt bike that thought he probably made them make that and he oh, definitely down. wrote it no, himself? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, his also his hairstyle changed when he put on his uh his like desert raider goggles and just yeah. had to go for a little cruise. Like he he without a doubt, hands down, drove that bike around. He did every he if they made one of those flying gyrocopter thopter things he probably flew that too i mean that thing like, looked aw- that thing looked awesome oh that that thing, thing, yeah all the 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 uh prop designs really good in this movie well, prop designs are solid and like then when he go he so he realizes what's going on he tries to tell mandy mandy's like no you're lying to me i want to go to jupiter or what's whatever uh she tells she she rats him out she tattletales to home base home base is like gotcha bitch and uh, <laughs> blows him up are you an effective team? He's like, nope. Yeah. And they're like, burn. Yeah, like, you burn. And yeah. the, the scene where that drone is pushing through the flaming curtains after it did her in is a dope scene. Yeah. Um. The So now it's like, okay, look, here's the deal. You know the truth now. You know what the deal is. We need your help because you have the know-how. Uh to help get a nuclear bomb into home base because they want to meet this other survivor lady and let's, let's get it on. And yeah. I know we already did nukes once and it didn't go well. well but... no, they never, I don't think they did. I think that's the thing. Oh, okay. I thought they, it was like a uh, matrix. We scorched the sky situation. No, I they tried I, to I, nuke I, the ship once before. Oh, maybe. Well, I think maybe they tried that, but I don't think yeah. they actually nuked the earth. I think that was, I think that's an unreliable narrator. That's also, how like, they explained what happened. Gogs is the closest thing to any of us as being a scientist. What are the ramifications of setting off a gigantic nuke in low orbit like that? Um, it's probably not great. Okay. <laughs> it's probably, there's probably a, uh, I'm just going to say there's probably a good chance of some fallout happening. But yeah. then again, okay. there's a very good chance that all of it burns up on reentry. I really so, like. I really liked when he's at the, the the remnants of the stadium and he's like describing that what sounds like the David Tyree catch in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but like it reminds me, did you guys ever get like those old uh, Super Bowl books where it would have like the, every Super Bowl score and then have like a brief kind of synopsis of the game like when you were a kid? Yeah. Okay. Like the one I had had Joe Montana on the cover. I think it was one of those like scholastic book fair books. And like I used to fucking like obsessively read those things. So I just thought it was a cool little piece. In that. Well, so here's a question I actually had about the whole football scene, right? Because he tells about this story about like this great game that happened here in, in Legend, right? But yeah. eventually we're treated to a flashback about how he – so it's revealed that he and Mandy were absorbed into the ship, and then they made a thousands and thousands of clones of him and her, 
yeah. they're the ones that actually beat the humans and took over. They took one of our greatest astronauts, one of our greatest heroes, and turned him against us, right? Uh, and then it's been Morgan Freeman's hope that uh, that one day you would come back and have a change of heart and your genetic yeah. memory would be whatever. So now, yes. but on the, in that flashback, they're talking about a football game. And he's like, don't spoil it for me. Are they referring, are they, are they talking about the same game? That was my question. And it probably doesn't matter, but I am curious. No, um, I, I, my assumption is that the pet AI or whatever that thing is, is like giving them feeds of old things. Like, I don't think it's explained, but like to like, not arouse suspicion because like i don't he says that she's been frozen for 50 years but like i don't know like how reliable any of these time frames are so who knows well no i think that's accurate because that's what because morgan freeman morgan freeman said he just joined the army when it happened right. as a young man he's been fighting him his whole life basically so for 50 years they've been this has been going on but but tom cruise's clone tom cruise has memory wiped five years ago or two weeks ago, who knows? He might perpetually, I forget who said it's moon for dum-dums. Yeah. But it's me. like, it's, are they, well, are they wiping his memory or they're just killing the clone? They're killing the clone it? off. Like, yeah, so I yeah. think every clone is, is living on, Oh, two weeks till we get to go home. Yeah. And then just send a fresh clone. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that would be in the rules by the way. Say again, Alec? Well, they're only on clone 49. That would mean every two weeks. That's only like a hundred weeks. That's oh no! I think he's. Per- I think whoever's assigned there is perpetually forty nine, because the other station that he went to is fifty two. They're just all the stations are are cordoned off by each other oh, okay. by by fake threats of radiation, radiation, so that they never go and find each other. Oh, I, I guess for I guess for fear that they realize what the fuck's going on, even though. I guess they were mindless when when Morgan Freeman says thousands of them marched out of the mothership. Um, like they didn't go, hey, John, what the hell are we all doing here? <laughs> um, so they're like, all right, well, we got to nuke the mothership. It's like, well, all right, we got to fly it ourselves. We can't do it on remote. It's like, I'll take it. And Olga, whatever, it's like, I'll go with you. And it's like, all right, cool, bet. And get back in your space coffin that I'm going to ratchet strap to the back of this gyrocopter. Um, and we're going to go to the mothership after this is after a, uh, um, uh, what's the, what's the city in the matrix? The, the last human, uh, oh, Zion. Uh, yeah, Zion. After, after the attack on Zion happens, doesn't uh, it seem a little weird that the ship doesn't have like remote view access? So here's the, the other thing, ship right? can't see all this kind of happening. Well, also like the, the part the, the dog fighting scene, which is dope. Yep. Right. Uh, is is at no point the gyrocopter just doesn't get taken over by the machines right right so whatever i'll just let it pass um it's like that futurama with the big brains it's like and now we're going to leave for no apparent reason like (laughs) (laughs) so um so he flies to space in his in his atmospheric gyrocopter so that thing must be who knows what's going on there um Gets to space, flies into uh, um, the master, the MCP, the Master Control Program. Uh, gets into the heart of it. Did finds, you make a deliberate Tron reference? Because the same guy made Tron Legacy. No, but thank you. I didn't know that's that worked oh. out. Um, it just looks like a big. It just looks like a big yeah. angry dreidel. It looks so, like the thing from No Man's Sky on the cover of that. Yeah, yeah. It's a big angry diamond. 
Um, so here's the other thing. You go into it and you see thousands more of these drones. Like these drones could have just mopped up. I mean, you could have just given them the business, right? Well, so, once like, the things like I, Jack, your readings indicate that you're lying to me. Like, why didn't it just go? You know what? I got a million other of these spares. things. Let me just let me just eat this one real quick. Help me I, out, I'm not. Right? I'm not gonna fuck around to see what happens. Like, yeah, I've seen this movie before. Um, because like, if the the thing had been presented as being like incredibly curious about humans and their behavior and what they do, maybe. But like, you don't really know anything about it until the very end. So like, it seems a little weird that they kind of just let a lot of shit slide. Yeah, but anyway, they're just here to suck the planet. Um, and, and who isn't? <laughs> um, suck the planet. So they go to, so they go up there and they're like, show me, show me, show me the person you found. Uh, unstrap your space coffin and let me see what's good. And they're like, all right. And he does. And you get that, uh, I think they did it in life. They've done it in lots of movies. Um, not like, the, that's not, not a prison Sheila. movie. Yeah. Right. That's, um, yeah. Olga is waking up at the lake house and wounded Morgan Freeman pops out because he wants to see the face on the angry dreidel when they get nuked. Uh, yeah. Surprise, so, <laughs> so instead of just vacating all the oxygen from the room yeah. or doing any number of things just to annihilate them right there, the, uh, the, the master control like, program. I'm going to let this play out. Yeah. He's going, let's see where this goes. Uh, <laughs> the master control program decides to let the monologue for a second and then nuke the dick out of it. Like he's just dying to get this fucking catchphrase off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's real long too. It's like something like a, what better way for a man to die than in the face of overwhelm. It's like, oh, it's like he, a he's, whole he's ass quoting, monologue. Yeah, he's quoting, um, like fucking, uh, like Roman Greek mythology scripture. At yeah. least, oh, well, yeah, cause it was, uh, was it Homer? Cause didn't he mention Homer earlier? Yeah. Or he mm-hmm. had the Odyssey. Yeah. It's, it's still better than, uh, in the counselor when the drug kingpin is quoting Machado to Michael Manny? Fassbender, who's like, I don't care <laughs> at all. Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? Shout to Manny Machado, though. Um, uh, the uh, <laughs> crazy, the crazy space lady is uh, Melissa Leo. Yeah, the, uh, the mother the from the fighter. From, uh, the yeah, fighter. and the mother in Red State. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, girls. I didn't, I didn't see that one. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. So. Uh, they nuke it, and then, uh, and I guess, I guess, so here's the other thing I don't understand. Um, I guess the clones were made to be able to reproduce because, uh, he must have put a hot one in Olga before he left. Was she because, pregnant already? Oh, that's the, oh, they wouldn't send a pregnant broad to space, would they? I mean, she didn't know she was, maybe she got pregnant while she was up there. Cause I mean, they're going oh. to fucking Titan. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a 10 minute well, I thought trip. They were all, I thought they were all sleeping. In, in, okay. In my I, head, they must've done it in shifts. You know what I mean? Cause doesn't, uh, Mandy wake up and come take the well, selfie with him. It's all co- awkward. She's co-pilot. Oh, I see. I don't know. This is what I'm talking about where like, I feel like there's a lot of shit that just got missed somewhere and I don't know if it got cut or like, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But go well, ahead. In, in my head canon, they banged. And now it's three years later and they have this like precocious but terrible child actress, uh, living at their wallless, uh, lake house. Uh, like, oh, look, mommy, there's people. And yeah. now, uh, and, uh, Tom Cruise 52 who escaped their earlier run in, uh, shows up 
and he's there with all with Google Dundleflex and the rest of the Lost Boys, and I guess everything's hunky dory now, and she's now in love with this clone. Um, and that's and that's Oblivion. There's a this has nothing to do with anything, and I'm not sure I I get the symbolism in it, but I'm going to mention it just because I think this is where he gets it from. There's a painting in this by Andrew Wyeth called Christina's World. It's in like a few different pieces of media. I really like it's uh there's a plot point in the the graphic novel preacher about it. And it also is one of the paintings when a uh, Dave Bowman goes beyond the infinite to Jupiter in 2001, mm-hmm. which I think is the reference, but like it's a painting about a woman that with like MS or something that can't walk. So I'm not really sure what the relevance is in it, but it's like very prominent. In their yeah, lake he, house, he, like. Well, he also like they, they see it in the human refugee, and he cuts it out of the he cuts yeah. it out of the frame, and he puts it in her space coffin with her. And now it, it's, maybe she just liked it or something, but like I, I assume it's there because of two thousand one, but like it's just like it's just a reference for the sake of a reference. I don't know. Like I it, I found it distracting, but like you know whatever. It's just a painting. Yeah. Yeah. Art for art's sake. Art's gratis artist. Yeah. Um. But that's you know it's it's Oblivion's an interesting. What do you guys think, Alec? I'm a pretty big fan of this movie. Yeah, I saw this movie in the theater. I don't know why, because it's not. That was back when like I was over Tom Cruise. Like, oh, he had made some good Mission Impossible, but I feel like it had been a while since he made anything good outside of those. Um. And this, because this was, came out the year before Live, Die, Repeat. Mm. So this was like, I guess, kind of on his resurgence back to the top of like sci-fi stuff. Um, I, I think this movie is, uh, tremendous. It's beautiful. It's like absolutely beautiful. Like the horrifying wreckage is gorgeous. Like everywhere and gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause it's all dusty and dirty but seeing all like the busted up so like the uh viewfinder at the top of the empire state building is like eight feet off the ground now it's not oh yeah it's yeah. not a million stories in the air and like uh i think the thing that the only thing that bothered me is in like the poster for the movie it shows him like on the golden gate bridge but he's never on the golden gate bridge mm. um in the movie, uh, but I thought it was, I, the movie is gorgeous. I thought it was well acted by not that there's a huge cast, but uh, pretty much everybody. I liked uh, his relation, his his chemistry with uh, what's her uh, what the woman's name? Not his wife, but his partner. Mandy. Uh, yeah, no, no, his wife named uh, Mandy from. Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, her their chemistry I thought was really good. Uh his chemistry with Olga Karolenka was really good. Like him and Morgan Freeman worked really well together, which I guess I don't know why I would think otherwise. Like Tom Cruise gets a lot of shit about being a bad actor, I feel like. But it's more weird. about how weird he is than yeah. his acting. Like his actual acting is he's a, actually a really good actor. He is he's like a people, super charismatic people. dude. Like he's yeah. very like, but yeah. like I can I can easily see where people say, oh well, he sucks because like 
his religion Personally, that he stands he for sucks. sucks. Yeah. And like, yeah, but like what what has he ever sucked in besides maybe the mummy, which I mean that's not really anybody's fault besides whoever wrote and directed it. Right. Like have you ever seen a movie that Tom Cruise is in where you're like, oh, he's not very good in this because I don't think I have never not bringing it. He is a hundred percent all the time. Um well yeah, like everything about this like worked for me. All the like the sci fi tech, like I love all the like minimalist technology, everything. Um, their little houses yeah. that they lived in. I like that the, the two houses were like 49s and 52s houses were like slightly different. Like they had a slightly different like taste. So they were mod, they were decorated slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their weird pool that like hangs below the house in the middle of the sky. <laughs> Uh, where you're just swimming basically over a mountain. It's like an infinity pool before infinity pools were a thing. Yeah. Um, I thought the drones looked cool. I thought they sounded cool. That sound, like that whirring, well, it's not even a whirring. I don't know what you would call it. But like the sound they made, I thought was, uh, really neat. Like it's, um, they did a good job of making the the bad sound really unsettling. Like it's hard to listen to, but the good sound was yeah. like, oh, okay, I feel better now. Yeah, yeah. And the bad sound, it's not like an alarm, but it's just like a grinding almost, where it's like, Ugh. yeah. Um, I like that little scene where the drone is like targeting his wife in the capsule, but he's like in the way, mm-hmm. and it's just like flashing back and forth like probably like 50 times in like half a second like I forget the two words that he uses but like friendly or it's like terminate terminate clear and finally he like fully gets in the way of her so it's like oh clear Burm. spins around flies away dude when those things would turn around and just rocket straight up it was like they were like yeah. it was dope that was pretty cool yeah, I thought I thought it was the way they had showed like the water. I don't know, you call them salinations things, mm-hmm. the water stealers, and like showing the noise they made. Like the really the sound design of this movie is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like all I over do the place. like I do like how all the robots look like. Um, when Sony was leaning into like consumer robots, like their dogs, and they're like they all look they all have that like panda dunk color scheme that like very spherical black and white like it's a cool looking aesthetic yeah and it's like what i would expect a machine to make something right yeah very just functional like there's yeah. no need for random other colors if the metal yeah. is white it is white yeah. <laughs> like um and i think the thing that kind of got me and had me like guessing the whole time more than anything was the way they had the aliens or robot or whatever it was have the uh the AI uh Melissa Leo controlling them and like telling them everything. So they're like, Well, it's a person guiding us. How could any how could anything we're doing be wrong? The scene where she's starting to lose it and it's and like it's like breaking apart is very cool. And yeah. horrifying. Yes. But like, I, I think I'm pretty sure I own this movie on Blu-ray. Like, I love this movie. I think it's a really good movie. Um, but it's something that like, I don't think I've heard more than like two other people ever talk about 
even knowing what it is. I definitely don't think it did very well in the theaters. Did it, did, did it, was it a critical, was it a failure? Was it a, I think it was just a meh. Like, I think it just kind of came and went. I don't think there was any like strong feelings about it one way or another. It could be wrong. How soon, how Will Smith's version of this after Earth was was years later, right? Yo, that movie Uh, sucks shit though. (laughs) Like, there's nothing good about that movie. Did you watch that with the Scogs? That might have been just me and Alec. Yeah, that movie was fucking trash. Oh my god, is that bad? Well, should we get into five numbers? What else do you want to talk about with this thing? I, other I mean, than the I, fact I, that it was the it was a clean, but to your point with the the, the designs of the ships and the designs of everything, it wasn't like the aliens or alien like super utilitarian kind of spaceship design that doesn't really. It's like just all pipes and gross well, yeah, or whatever. I mean, you never really know with what they are originally. You know what I mean? Right. Could, like, which is fine. Right. I mean, it's um, just. It, I guess presumably it's a rogue AI or not a rogue yeah. AI. It's, just, it's like a sentient machine being. I don't think I have that. I can just say my piece during the rating part. Like, unless Gogs, unless you've got something else to do. No, no oh. just, let's, let's get into it. It's five another shelf time. Sean, you lead us off. Um, it's kind of fitting that the same guy made Tron Legacy, which is a movie I really want to like, but don't. This is a much better movie than Tron Legacy. Let me, let me put that out on front street. Um, but it's like, it's it's a movie that has some ideas that I don't think the guy's competent enough of, of a writer to kind of get to where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, you know, because, well, you know, we talked about Moon. Moon is very much a character study of the person. And like, in the, I don't think this was Tom Cruise's fault. I don't think even though he's like the only person in the movie. I don't think you spend enough time like exploring kind of like how, his thoughts and like kind of what's going on. And like, but they like, tr- they try and paint the picture right with like him going to the lake house and yeah. his curious mind. Like, it just feels like there's like I don't know. Maybe we don't spend enough time with the scabs or there's something because it's not a short movie. I mean, it's two hours. Um, it's like very watchable, but like it, it it's missing something, and I, I couldn't tell you what that something is. I don't know if I want it to be more of an exploration of the cloning thing. I don't know if I need more about the war and what the aliens want. Like, it just seems like it's kind of like in a hurry to get to the end and then just tell you everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just kind of like, okay. And then and we brought it up a few times um, that like, ah, shit, what was I going to say? That like the, the, the capabilities of the mothership are confusing like what it is capable of and what it decides not to deal with. And I know it's not explained and it's not really the point, but it's like, you kind of start pulling on threads because it's not like there's a whole lot going on outside of whatever the main thing they're doing is at the time. Uh, TJ, I think texted earlier in the week that like, he thinks there's a, there's a more interesting movie to be had about the, the wife now living with a clone. Yeah. And like what that relationship is like. And they, they touch on it a little bit earlier. Like, it's not like they totally ignore it where he's like, I'm not him, but you know, I've loved you since whatever. And I, I think that's good. The movie looks great. Like, it's just like, it's not quite, it doesn't quite get there for me, but I'm going to give it like a seven. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Like, I, I think it's, it's more disappointing than it is like 
problematic. Like, I think it could be really elevated, but I think the script needs another pass. Um, it, that's my thought. Uh, Gogs. I'm also going to give it a seven. Um, visually, it's awesome. Tom Cruise is great in it. Um, the story starts out really, this, like, kind of mysterious and interesting. And then I feel like when it wraps up, it's, it's in a, like, I think we said earlier, it's kind of in a rush to get there and it gets too, um, blockbustery for its own good for the sake of the story. Like, it, it somehow takes too much time at the beginning, but also not enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, Gogs, that's a really good point. Like, it's like, it's trying to squeeze in a, an action movie, and I know there's a lot of action in it, but it's, plot-wise, it's not an action movie at all. No, I don't want, yeah, I don't, I don't want Like, it it's a character movie. movie, but like, it's like, oh, we gotta, you know, fast forward the blood sport part, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta kinda and, like. It, it, and like, the, but like the action scenes are great, but they're kind of yeah. incongruous with the front of the movie, which is kind of quiet. Yeah. And like, you know, I feel like it, something could be done to make it a little more, um, to build up more tension with the girl, with the woman from Mandy. I should learn her name. Right. And, 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 and she's great in it, might I add. She is, she might be better yeah. than Tom Cruise in this movie. And it's also like, I, I kind of want to understand why the aliens need the humans to repair the shit. Like, right. Cause they seem more than capable. Right. So I don't right. know. Like, there, there's some, there's, again, there's, there's just, bits missing that like it, it's hard to really identify anyway sorry but it's not but it's not but it's not a bad movie no and it is beautiful and it's well acted like and it's it's a cool um it's you know it's it's a unique take on like this story and this idea um and like this is, is like it's, it's like it's the a, best it's the best movie of 1999 you know what i yeah. mean like i think it suffers from the era that it came out and the twist is a good twist. Um, uh, it's just, uh, if the twist does come early, right? Um, but it's not a bad, it's not a bad movie. I stretch the imagination. No. And it's, like I'm saying Tom Cruise, very good in it. Um, the, the, all the cast good in it and the art design and, you know, it, it just needed probably a pass by someone who could help tighten up the vision and make it a little more coherent. It was probably, it very well also could have been noted to death by the um by the producers to be like, we need more action. So yeah. um Yeah, this is a Tom Cruise movie. Where's all our Where's all the where's all the big blow 'em ups? Where's like, all our action and shit. But um a lot of fun and like the 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 the, the, the canyon uh dog fighting scene, it's kinda out of nowhere, but it's awesome. <laughs> Well, I think the guy also made Top Gun Maverick, so that probably tracks too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it felt like that. And it's, what a you know, weird directing career. He just makes but, Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> he directed, except for Tron. He directed Gears of War, Mad World. I guess that's just a commercial. Tron Legacy, Oblivion, then some music videos and commercials. Isn't there a dogfight at the end of Tron Legacy Gogs? Doesn't uh, so. Biodigital yeah, Jazz Jeff Bridges like have a fucking ship? Yeah, or something. So he's like fighting across like whatever the the digital the winter mute in the plane yeah. like, <laughs> on his deck. Um, this motherfucker directed the Taco Bell Web of Fries commercial. That that, mo- that commercial rules. <laughs> no, hold on, I, I, it's like I, the I, best I'm, commercial I've ever seen. I think <laughs> I, I don't want to sleep on this. You said he did the. Uh, the Gears of War uh, Mad World commercial. 
Is yeah. that the one with the I challenge you Aria to go back. Song? Yeah, but it's the but it's the, it's the, the version fears. of it by it's a different it's um I forget the gentleman. It, it's the Tears for Fears song. It's right? the Tears the for Fears song. But it's turned it's even slower and more yeah. haunting. That was that that commercial lives rent free in my head. It is the arguably Next to Dead Island, one of the greatest video game commercials you've ever now, seen. Give me a uh, um Tim Miller, the Deadpool director's uh Batman whichever game that was commercial where it's just the young Bruce Wayne getting punched and then it just keeps cutting to the faces and maybe it uses the same song. Yeah. But like it, you you know the commercial I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Arkham City? I believe that's City. Okay. But anyway, that's me. Uh Alan. Um, I'm gonna give this an eight. Nice. Slightly higher. Um, yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but it's still pretty damn good. Um, it's got its flaws and it's got its little, uh, inaccuracies and kind of stupid little things you have to gloss over a little bit. But, like, I enjoy this movie and, like, this might be one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. Like, I think he's really good at it. It's fairly tight. Um, Overall, like it could have been a little shorter. It needed to be either a little shorter and cut some of the fat, or a little bit longer and expand on some of the either backstory or lore. Like right where yeah. it is, it's 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 a weird movie in the sense that the time length of the movie just isn't right either way. Like most movies, I just want to be shorter. This one, I either yeah. want it to be shorter and trim some shit out. Or make it another 20 minutes longer and let me know more about the war and more about what happened and all that shit. Show me, uh, flashbacks or show me, uh, what's happening when, uh, Morgan Freeman is talking about, uh, all the shit happening. Mm-hmm. Give me show some me visuals the, of that. The, the 10,000 Jack Harpers coming out of the ship. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, like, I think it's a fairly, it's a fairly good movie. Like, it's a good sci-fi movie. Um, like I said, not perfect, but this is a movie that I watch every now and then and, <clears throat> and, uh, I enjoy it. And I'm glad you guys did too. Have you seen it before, guys, or was this your first? I think I've seen it before, but I, I want, I want to say I did, but there's lots of stuff I didn't remember or recognize so it might be one of those things where i just thought i saw it or i knew enough about it you pretty sure it, Sean? yeah i think this was a red box blu-ray for me like i think this oh, was okay. in that weird where i where everything wasn't streaming quite yet or i wasn't set up for it or it was in that era because i remember renting this movie so it must have been from a, a, a vending machine yeah this was a this might actually be a food lion buy Mm. This might have been one of like the five dollar. Food lions like the fucking the X like red our... bo- X red box Blu-rays that they then <laughs> sell to Food Lion for like two bucks and they sell it for five. Food Lion was like my Barnes and Nobles Criterion. Like, yeah, like low key like, Criterion collection. I got straw dogs. I got fucking live and die in L.A. Like I got all kinds of crazy shit at Food Lion for like four bucks. Manhunter. It's like when you meet somebody who doesn't know what they have and they're selling. You're like you're at a yeah. like a yard sale and they're selling yeah. shit for three bucks. Yeah, five bucks for the whole box. You know, what you, yeah. you know what you have here. Like, I don't care. Just take it. Take yeah, it, just my son is in Iraq and I hate him. 
<laughs> so or do we have another movie next week or is it are we no, on we, to oh we, we got another movie next week yeah, it's another, mine, yeah, and it's gonna one. be a problem oh, so, wait, is it your, this is your pick is it not yeah so it's either oh, gonna be no. attack of the clones you guys can pick or mm. it's usually just uploaded the flash to the torrent which i believe has multiple versions of characters in it which i think might be stretching it a little bit so you can either watch something that we know is trash and have to watch it again or watch something that we assume is trash and have to watch it for the first time. So I'm going to leave it. You guys vote. I really, really. I kind of feel like we have to watch really, The Flash because we've watched yeah. the rest of the DCEU. I really don't want to watch Attack of the Clones. Like, I really <laughs> do yeah, not desire to do that. Yeah, the, the Flash is also two and a half hours long, so. Oh, how long is Attack of the Clones? Like two also hours two and a half on the nose. <sighs> Everything's two and a half hours. Oh, we get a bonus Monday this month, so we could do both. Oh, we do Attack of the Clones next no. week and Flash the week after. Oof. I think I think I think the law says that that's what we have to do. Yep. Because right. we, we have a spare week, and if, if there's ever a grab bag week, so do we grab bag it? Yep. Do we want Do we want to take our poison? Do we take our yeah, medicine now or later? <laughs> Well, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Attack of the Clones for next week. Okay. Because oh, okay. then we'll close out the month, and then we have the grab bag the last week of the month. Purely okay. for, yeah. We'll do it this way purely for procedural uh, purposes. Yeah. <laughs> you know the law. Well, uh, <laughs> well strap in. <laughs> it's oh, going to be a rough God. couple of weeks. Jesus Christ. What's the, hold on. Let's get so do, do, I watch, do I watch them both in one sitting and get no, it out of the way or do I wait? Yeah. Oh my God. What, um, I'm going to, I'm going to play a game called how high do I have to get to enjoy attack of the clone? Here's the good thing. I don't think it's possible, but like the good news is since we've all seen that movie so many times, we can be on our cell phones the entire movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, you don't want to sell me death sticks, Jedi business. So, oh my God. Um, what's August? Tell me we got something to look forward to. Give me something to look. I I think. Don't do it. Don't give me hope. I think (laughs) August. August is Murphy's Law. Eddie Murphy movies. So I'm picking him. I know what I'm picking for that already. Who's picking Bowfinger? Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, I'm picking up. My name is Dolomite. That movie. That movie fucking, fucking rules. Rocks. I mean, I'm, I'm. Is it, is it, is it too? Is Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cops too good? Right? Are we gonna invoke the two? Are, are we gonna, are we gonna just like be like, okay, no Beverly Hills Cop, no, no forty eight um, hours, no forty eight hours. Well, maybe forty eight hours. Uh, because at least Nick Nolte says like the N word so much. Oh, God damn it. Um, no, uh, fucking Golden Child. Well, no, maybe the Golden Child. Uh, no, uh, shit, why can't I think of fucking All No Coming to America? In play, right? No Coming to America. No, no Harlem Nights. No Boomerang. No Life. Uh, hey, you really want, you really want us to watch, uh, Norbit, don't you? The Holy Man and Dave and Pluto Nash. Like, I feel like the spirit of the show demands we pick like shitty Eddie Murphy movies. How about Vampire in Brooklyn? Can I pick that? I mean, you can. I think that that is that a Wes Craven joint. I believe so. I just don't. I've never seen it, so I don't know if it's actually if it's bad. I, I presume like, it's bad. Why do I feel like we already did that movie, and I don't like maybe because we did Dracula two thousand. Yeah, so we'll oh, Black we did Dracula two thousand. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, so there we go. Attack of the Clones and strap in 
uh, for our loyal audience, you also get to watch. Just watch The Flash now, I guess. Have you uh, ever heard the tale of Darth Vegas the Wise? Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, I saw, I think it was a TikTok. And uh, it was somebody, like, graffitiing a school. And then when you pull back, that's what he was writing. Oh, oh I, I, I put that one up there. There's somebody at a Target took an end cap with those pillows that have like the scales on them that you can flip. Mm. And they did the whole end cap. It's like 10 pillows that spell out. Have you ever heard the tale of Darth Legas the Wise? God, uh, we're going to get to go to Camino. We're going to. That, you know what? That Django Obi-Wan fight is not bad. Like I'll, no. I'll at least put that there. Master Sifidius. Master Sifidius. And we get to see uh, the General Grievous, General Grievous Vasquez. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite. Got lost of in all time. The... <laughs> <laughs> Former Memphis Grizzly Six Man General Grievous <laughs> Vasquez. No wonder he's so good. He has six goddamn arms. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but that asthma kept him out of the league for permanent. Mm. Nice. All right. Well. Tune in or don't, I guess. <laughs> Maybe we'll see you guys in August. I'll let your fucking boss do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You know the drill. Suck your own ass or whatever we tell you to do. Yep. Yeah, suck your own Also, if you got to this point and TJ, you haven't heard TJ's thoughts, it means he got lazy and didn't stitch himself in. He's going to give it a seven, I would bet. I, If I had to guess, he'd be in somewhere in line with the rest of us. Yeah. All right, seven territory. TJ All coming right. through, stunning with a ten. No one saw. Zero percent. Zero percent. TJ tens and twos. Tens and twos. <laughs> TJ. <laughs> Just like with that. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.